Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 25th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter, Rob M. Kendall. You can find me there as well, Casey Daniels 317. Well, look, and maybe this is because... <laughs> that was a silent what? <laughs> well, I, I know. You knew. And, and maybe this is because I'm operating on about four hours sleep. Oh, was the baby having well, party time last night? Look, at my house now, between the hours of like midnight and 4 a.m., mm-hmm. it is party central. Yeah. And uh, there was no sign that was put up indicating that <laughs> just one day about four weeks ago, poof. Party time. <laughs> Somebody wants some milk. Um, so some formula. M- maybe it's because I'm operating on four hours sleep. But I am declaring today the day in which we call out people who lie out their backside. Oh. That is the theme of today show because we are going to show this to you throughout the course of this award-winning program at the national level, at the state level, mm-hmm. and at the local level where government at all levels with not a second thought will blatantly just lie to you. And it is so easily disprovable and it takes minimal to any research to disprove the lie and they don't care. Your government has Absolutely zero zilch, nothing, no respect for you whatsoever because we keep letting them get away with Mm -hmm, it. Absolutely. And the media doesn't call them out on it either. I thought we were going to introduce the new uh, character in the Biden family (laughs) crime syndicate drama. He's like a uh, a comic book character, right? With this name, Devin Archer. Uh, There was a TV show years ago, right? Called Archer. Archer. Yes. It was uh, on, on FX and it used to be after one of the shows I watched. I don't know whether it was The Shield or Sons of Anarchy or The Americans, one of them. And I never watched it. It was a cartoon, but it was like a comedy cartoon, spy drama, something or other. Well, we've got the main character right now. He's entering the fold. So he's one of Hunter Biden's former close associates. And this guy, he's expected to testify before Congress about at least two dozen calls that then Vice President Joe Biden had with his son during business meetings with his overseas partners. Yeah, and so we said today's show will be pointing out to you how government at all levels just lies to you and never, ever thinks a single solitary thing about it. And we will start with the national level. We will start with the president of the United States. And this guy, I mean, this guy is not going to, just like the tax IRS tax whistleblowers yesterday. Mm -hmm. They're not going to, this guy's not going to say anything that you didn't already know if you have a single solitary ounce of common sense. Because the evidence is, I mean, it is just overwhelming that Joe Biden not only knew about his kids' business dealings, but that he was involved and making money. Just like the evidence was already overwhelming that Hunter Biden was involved in some really, really, really shady, awful, terrible stuff. And that's what the IRS whistleblowers did last week was give you the intricate details of the stuff that you already knew. Everybody already knows Joe Biden was making money and using his kid, Hunter Biden, as the conduit to make money from foreign governments in a pay-for-play 
type of scheme. Yeah, Joe Biden was the chairman of the board in this scenario, the big guy. So Devin Archer, I, I just imagine Chris Pine is Devin Archer in Archer. He sounds like a character. But he was subpoenaed <laughs> on June 12th, and he is set to testify before the House Oversight Committee. I believe it's going to happen on Monday. He used to be good buddies with Hunter Biden. He was there for a lot of things, saw a lot of things. He's currently on his way to jail. So this guy, he's got <laughs> nothing to lose. This is some, He's going to jail, something to do with some bond, and Hunter got off. Yeah, well, of course he did, uh, Casey. Hunter didn't get in trouble for it, but this Devin Archer did. He's going to jail for it. So at this point, what does he have to lose? Absolutely nothing. You know, so he's set to spill the beans. You know, Homer Simpson once famously said, everybody's stupid but me. And in the case of Hunter Biden, everyone's guilty but me. Like all of these people <laughs> around him are complete scumbags. Yeah. And so, so this guy, Devin Archer, is going to testify to at least two dozen phone calls that Joe Biden was a part of with Hunter Biden. Biden. Now, when we talk about people lying out their backside to you, the American public, Joe Biden has been doing this for years, Mm -hmm. despite the preponderance of the evidence, the overwhelming cavalcade of evidence showing that this guy not only knew about what his kid was doing, but he was involved and profiteering off of it. Let's go back to 2019. Uh, Joe Biden campaigning for president and a very angry Joe Biden screaming at Peter Ducey of Fox News because he had the audacity to ask this very question. I've never spoken to my son about his own And so how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why is he on the phone with a foreign leader? trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. He's pointing at Pierre Ducey. Didn't anybody ever tell him? That's rude. Don't do that. He's so mad. Everything they accused. And look, I get it. I I get why people have stayed with Trump. I think it's a, an egregious mistake. And I think it's going to cost the Republicans the presidency. And it's going to cost this nation big time. But I get why people stay with Trump. Because everything they have accused Trump of doing, Joe Biden actually did. Yeah. What did he say? That Trump was trying to persuade this guy from Ukraine that's exactly what he did yes Trump asked this call Trump asked them to investigate the stuff that Joe Biden did because Joe Biden did the stuff all right that's not enough for you Casey no here's Biden also campaigning for president I believe this was in early 2020 and this is a very famous clip now not not for I mean it should be famous for the fact that Joe Biden is lying again about his association with his son and his business dealings but this was very famous because he calls the guy fat and challenges to him to a push-up contest after lying in his answer. You so you got a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has ever said that. I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. By the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't like it up and... and, and no, let, 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 let it go. 
let me go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. If you want to check my shape on it, let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take it on the no one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion, and no one has ever said it. <laughs> the only thing he wasn't lying about is when he said, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> he called the guy fat and challenged him to a push-up contest and then lied. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, look, even if you want to live in this delusional fantasy world where Joe Biden didn't know about Hunter's business dealings and wasn't making money, let's just pretend you can still suspend disbelief and get yourself to that point. Well, we now know he lied about Hunter Biden not doing anything wrong because clearly, even though he got the sweetest of sweetheart deals ever, Hunter Biden pled guilty. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was this meeting with the Bidens and the Biden business associates in a private restaurant in a back room. And this Devin Archer was there for those meals. But it's the same way Bobolinsky was there. We knew this three years ago. It's all the stuff that was on the laptop. It's all true. It was true then. It was true now. And the government conspired with social media companies to and news networks to cover it up to get this guy elected president of the United States. Well, and the question is... Why is this taking so long? They know that this is happening. It's time to impeach. Do something. And I feel like Comer and the gang, they're waiting. They have to have all their ducks in a row because they know that the government, it's been weaponized. Oh, Casey, you're counting on the Republicans to do something and grow a pair and actually do the right thing. I actually am. I am counting on that. Casey, you're so lovable. But clearly, of course, of course, standing behind the podium in the White House press room, Corinne Jean-Pierre, She's going to tell the truth, yeah, right? Absolutely, right? So she got asked about this uh, yesterday, and she reaffirms the ridiculous assertion that Biden was never in business with his son. Uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the president still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his. Business. So I've been I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president ha- was never in business with his son. I just don't have anything else to add. Okay. okay. So you notice there is a very important twist on this now. Spoken to versus in business with. Yeah. Now it was I know nothing. I've never talked to him about that. I have no idea. Now it's oh I was never he was never in business with Mm -hmm. this, which is also bullcrap. I mean, there's definitive evidence that he absolutely was, but notice how that is just very quietly, the phraseology is switched now. Yes, of course. Well, uh, Representative Jason Smith, he says Biden family's business dealings stink to high heaven. It's the Biden family global, global business peddling, uh, basically, um, who can call the vice president, bring him up. It's so it's so alarming that we have seen the recording where President Biden said that he would not send the money to Ukraine unless they filed the process, mm-hmm. unless they fired the prosecutor. And this was all within just months of the time frame. It, yeah. it stinks to high heaven. Hmm. All right, uh, I was going to do liar number two, which is Eric Holcomb when we come back, but I'm going to need more time than we have in the next segment. So when we come back, can we talk about Trump really wanting to go on Rogan and Rogan wanting no part of it? Yep, it's on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
just a poor boy, though my story Oh, Paul Simon says he's been experimenting with performing with his band again, even though he has total hearing loss in his left ear. Back in 2018, he did his farewell tour, but he did just release his 15th album. Kev got totally clickbaited. He did. Because he was like, hey, I, I've i heard uh, Paul Simon is not doing well. And we're thinking like, oh my gosh, he's on death's door. Is this some breaking news that Paul yeah. Simon? And you did a just cursory Google search and you said, no, he's just having some trouble with his hearing. His hearing yeah, loss. Yeah, I've always been a sucker for that stuff. <laughs> Kev, don't, Kev, don't fall for the clickbait, Kevin. Kev is the guy that reads an article, gets to the end of the article, and there's always that like headline that says, uh, Pamela Anderson walked past Brad Pitt. You won't believe what happened next. What do these stars look like now? Clearly, there will now be 33 viruses on your work computer, Kev. I appreciate him trying to help, though. He thought he was on to something, and he was wanting to give us the information. Well, we, I was concerned. Yeah, we had to do a double check. And he, he still has hearing loss, so that that is a thing. But I, yeah. I think he's still with us. Hot take. Yeah. Paul Simon, I think, is largely overrated. However, I will say that Mother and Child Reunion is a strong song. Mm -hmm. And I will also say, Paul Simon, part of one of the top five moments in Saturday Night Live history, very early on in the show, when he went out in a turkey suit and sang Still Crazy after all these Mm -hmm. years. You have to finish watching The Graduate one of these days. Yeah, it's a great movie. You got to see the whole thing through. There are so many other things I would rather watch ahead of that that I don't have time to do. Okay. Hey, uh, coming up later in the hour, or maybe next hour, rather, we have your chance to win some tickets to the Indiana State Fair. Oh, tell me more. Uh, Family four-pack. Oh, how exciting. You would only need three of those. (laughs) I could scalp the other one. Right, exactly. (laughs) But we've got your chance to win coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Okay, do you want to talk about what's going on with Donald Trump and Joe Rogan? Yes, please. Let's do it. All right. So apparently uh, Donald Trump, he wants to go on the Joe Rogan show. And uh, who's more powerful in media these days? Nobody, right? Joe Rogan? Isn't this interesting that there was an article out and it appeared in a variety of news outlets that said Trump desperately wants to get on Rogan's podcast because Trump, because he has so alienated even traditional conservative news outlets like Fox, he's run out of places to kind of get a message out and he's looking for new ways to get his message out. And he said, well, look, as you said, Rogan is the most popular podcaster in the world. 11 million listeners for each of his episodes. I always think of him as the guy who was the janitor on talk radio, which was a short-lived sitcom on NBC. Phil Hartman was kind mm-hmm. of the star of it, even though he wasn't the main character. Dave Foley was yep. the, the main character. But Rogan was the wild and wacky janitor guy. And look at him now. He is the, I mean, he is one of the, you know, three or four most important media people in the entire country, which is crazy to say. Now, I think this is all a game at this point. You know, uh, Trump was shaking his hand at that UFC fight sure. recently, and they're making moves towards each other. Who's Who needs who more in this scenario? Like, I, Joe Rogan, he would be okay to have Trump on. Trump obviously wants his 11 million listeners. So I think it's a good match. They're just playing each other right now because Rogan wants to come off as bipartisan. That would break the internet. Because Rogan's getting 11 million when he's interviewing some guy about UFOs. Mm -hmm. He's getting that week to week. If he had Trump, he would probably 
easily eclipse 50 million listeners if he was able to get Trump on an actual podcast. Now, Rogan plays the game well, right? He's a provocateur. He's an entertainer. He's a showman. And he actually spoke about this earlier this year, and he is doing a great job. This was the Lex Freeman podcast saying he don't want any part of Trump. I've had the opportunity to have him on my show more than once. I've said no every time. I don't want to help him. I'm not interested. If I have him on tonight, yeah. is still young. Yeah. You think I'll well, have him on? I think you'll have him on. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because you'll have Putin on. <laughs> 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 and you're competitive as f- no. Uh, <laughs> I I think ultimately, um, I mean, you had you've had a lot of people that I think you might you may otherwise be skeptical. Would I have a good conversation? Which I think is your metric. You don't care about politics, so can I have a good conversation? And I think you you had um, like people people like Kanye on, for example, and yeah. you had a great conversation with them. I think you I, I think uh, yeah, but Kanye is an artist. Like, but Kanye doing well or not doing well doesn't change the course of our country. I yeah, think but you don't. Do you really? bear the responsibility of the course of our country based on a conversation? I think you can revitalize and rehabilitate someone's image in a way that is pretty shocking. I think, uh, I think he'll have him on. I think he will, too. Yeah, absolutely. This is just without a, cat, a doubt. cat and mouse game at this point. Without a doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's no way he's going to pass up, because I think he will again... I think he will get 50 million listeners if he mm-hmm. has Trump on his podcast. Yeah, and he wants that. Yeah. And Trump wants to be on it. Yeah. They're, just, they're just playing right All now. All right, uh, theme for the show today is government people who lie out their backside uh, and it is easily disprovable and they simply don't care because they don't fear you at all. But a guy who will never lie to us uh, is Kurt Darling, and he has the news coming up next. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's 934. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mitt Romney has been encouraging lost cause candidates. <laughs> boy, boy, look in leave. the mirror, buddy. Yeah, to leave. <laughs> so who is he talking about? If, I, if I'm Mitt Romney and I'm saying lost cause candidates, they need to get lost. Number one would be Mike Pence on my list. Yeah, you bet. And then you've got Nikki Haley, who's been trying for a really long time, still isn't making any moves. You've got, what's that one guy's name? Doug Bergman. Uh-huh. Berman. How, how do we say his name? That's how lost cause he is. Bergum. Bergum. Yeah. There it is. Uh, Chris Christie, was. would he be on this list? I think what you're looking at now at this point would be Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott. Yeah. And the rest can. And Romney's argument is that if you make it through the first couple primaries and it's clear that you have no chance to actually win you got to get out because you staying in will hurt trump now again i find this hilarious that there romney is concerned about lost cause candidates have you do you remember his 2012 campaign talking about a lost cause candidate totally 100 percent in the dictionary mitt romney so uh, look romney hates trump uh, Romney is about the last guy I would want as the spokesperson if you're trying to speak to people and say, hey, this ding dong, you, you know, if you're in here and you're hanging on, you're a ding dong and you're just costing the people votes, you might have a chance to beat Trump. Romney's like the, the worst guy. But there is some merit to what he's saying. If indeed you fear Trump being the nominee, having nine guys getting 3%, mm-hmm. that's not going to do anything for you. They're all going to split it. 
which is exactly what happened in 2016. Now, coming up in a little bit later in the show, Casey, mm-hmm. uh, I want to get to what a just lying, just 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 what a horrible person our governor is. He is just lying with just just no regard for the 7 million people in this state whatsoever about what he said about Curtis Hill mm-hmm. back in 2018. He's backpedaling now. Eric Holcomb is a shameless, pathetic person. But you have tickets to give away. Yeah, Indiana State Fair. We have a family four-pack right now with the Kendall and Casey Show. Caller number 3, 317-239-9393. Kevin is sitting by waiting to caller hear from three. you. We're caller taking caller three. 317-239-9393. You want to go to the Indiana State Fair and check out the buffalo pork and mac or maybe the flaming hot cheeto corn in a cup how about the indiana hardwood nachos you go with cavernous van <laughs> hey good luck it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc Show Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. Joined by the conservative voice of the state of Indiana, Micah Beckwith joins us now. All right, Beckwith, I uh, was perusing your Micah for Lieutenant Governor Facebook page, and I about keeled over dead because you are a person running for public office, and you have sent out a press release condemning taxes in the state of Indiana. I didn't think that was allowed in the Republican Party these days. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's allowed in the Republican Party, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think uh, the biggest the biggest thing that I hear when I'm on the campaign trail is people say, saying, fix the property tax nonsense that's going on in our state. Assessments are going through the roof. People are losing their home. Literally, I was talking to my neighbor even the other day. Like, lovely lady. She's single. She, she's uh, probably in her, in her early 60s. She was saying to me, she said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford to stay here if my assessments keep going up mm-hmm. and my property taxes have to I have to pay more in taxes every year. And that's the thing that breaks my heart. There are so many Hoosiers right now that have worked hard, paid off their houses, and now they're being forced by the government to pay more in taxes. They may lose their property because of that. And I would make the argument when I'm on the campaign trail, is it really your property if you have to pay the government to stay there? And I would say, no, it's not. So we there's some great fixes that that i've laid out that i think we could do um but but we've got to fix this for for hoosiers why do your friends in the indiana republican party not care about people being able to stay in their homes because you're about the only one who seems to care including most of the people running for governor well i think it's the classic it's not my fault it's their fault and then you go to that person and they're saying no it's not my fault it's their fault right and so it's 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 they're always pointing the finger somewhere else and that's that's pretty typical in politics and uh and so the problem that that you you run into a lot of times if you want to curtail property tax assessments and uh and lo- limit property taxes you're going to hear from the teachers unions they're going to start screaming bloody murder because they aren't going to get their really nice football stadium or their really nice basketball court or or whatever it else like you, they're not going to be able to just throw money at this at the local schools and and right now we've been living in this kind of lie of a world that says we've got to have really really nice luxurious schools or else people won't want to move to our towns which i think is complete crap i think i think it's education is is teaching kids how to read and write and, and understanding history, I think if you have good teachers who apply those standards, you will have people moving into your towns. You don't have to have the most luxurious 
you know, Carmel esque, uh, you know, school in in the in the country. He so went right at Carmel. I love it. I'm already voting for you. You have my vote. It's fine. It's great. Well, I'm done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Casey, Micah, we have a new employee who just started, and we asked him where he was from, what his deal was, his life story, and he said, "Well, I'm from Carmel. I'm sorry. Don't hold that against me. Like you don't have to apologize, buddy. It's okay. Hey, well, I'm wondering if you saw the new uh, poll from CNBC. It says that Indiana is the seventh worst state to live and work in, yet one of the best states for business. Is our state too friendly to businesses and not so friendly to Hoosiers who live here? Well, I think that's kind of been the downfall of the Republican Party. If I can be critical of my own party, I will be. And that's you can. Please go. We'll keep allow going. It. We'll You've allow got it. as much time as you need. Go, go, go. Well, I think I think we pander and we bend the knee to the corporate CEO types that really don't care about the employee. They care, they care about themselves and they care about uh you know mooching off of the taxpayer dime and so so we've i think we could we can do both we can make it very in uh very good to do business for the ceo types and the businesses to move to indiana while at the same time protect the workers and make sure that people are actually getting an honest wage and and uh, I, I think you do that by incentivizing you, know, you you incentivize business you 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 incentivize people to come and live here like lowering property taxes, making sure that people can afford to be here and have nice things and go on vacations and, and put their kids in good schools. I mean, that's that's how you incentivize good pro-worker environments, not by paying the Salesforce CEO, you know, bend, bending your knee to him and saying, please don't ever leave Indiana. I think we got to we got to hold those guys, their feet uh, uh, to the fire. And they don't actually even, you know, like the Salesforce CEO, he doesn't he does not espouse the the Indiana values. I mean, the guy's a leftist from from California. The guy doesn't he doesn't care about Indiana values and what made this state a great place to live live in to begin with. So so I think we we got to stop pandering and being afraid of those CEO types and and stand up for for the real people of Indiana, the hardworking Hoosiers. Uh, Micah Beckwith is our guest. All right, uh, let's talk about the governor, shall we? Can we just take a few moments to do that? Uh, the floor is yours. We've got all day. Well, you know, I'm not going to say he's a revisionist a-hole who is trying to change the things he said in the past, but he's a revisionist a-hole who's trying to change the things he said in the past. And um, I'm talking about, so WIBC ran this story, and Holcomb is still refusing to endorse anyone in the governor's race. That's, of course, the giant middle finger to Suzanne Crouch, which I think is uh, a great. However, I did want to read you uh, the quote he said about Curtis Hill, and he's just lying. He's just flat out lying, and uh, he said, quote, I said that if someone in my office with those accusations were to be true, they would have to step down, and so I remain consistent in that, he said. That is the furthest thing from what he said. I went and it took about three seconds for me to find a story in Indy Star in which about seven seconds after the accusations were made against Curtis Hill, he, along with Bosma and David Long and Connie Lawson and Silent Suzanne and the rest of the Good Time Fun Gang demanded his resignation. He is flat out lying about what he said about Curtis Hill. And for some reason, the media allows, to, it allows him to get away with it. Not here. I know your buddies with Curtis. The floor is yours. 
Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, it was absolutely Governor Holcomb and his team around him that were calling for Curtis's resignation. And the only reason they were doing that is not because they wanted to they wanted to seek justice. And if they if they did, they would have presumed his innocence first and then said, let's play it out and see what happens. And and then they would have come to the conclusions of, hey, resignation or whatever. But no, they jumped right to the conclusion of he needs to resign. And it was because Curtis was fighting against them. He wasn't going to take their crap. And and I think one of the biggest embarrassments of the Holcomb kind of regime, if you will, over the last six, seven years has been the 2018 convention where they tried to remove traditional marriage from the Republican Party platform as a standard of marriage uh, that we believe and we follow in the Republican Party. And Curtis Hill, along with State Treasurer Daniel Elliott, they stood up to the the Holcombs and the Kyle Hufferts of the world who wanted to take this party down a leftist path and say, because the, the, uh, Eric Governor Holcomb thinks that he can just build a strong economic house with no with no moral uh, foundations, no 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 faith and family foundations, and that's absolutely wrong. That's, that's untrue. You can't do that. And so when Curtis Hill stood up against him in 2018, it was an embarrassment. I mean, he won. Curtis won that fight big time. The delegates patently rejected what the Holcomb camp was trying to do with the removing traditional marriage from the platform. And, and it was an embarrassment. And so then it was a few short months after that, where you see all these allegations come out and, and then they were calling for his resignation. I think it was really a, it was, it was vindictive. I think they were going after him. The governor of the state and okay, so it's hop in here, but the gut, I just can't say this any more clearly. And we talked about it earlier in the show, the governor of the state is lying to 7 million people. He knows exactly what he said. He knows exactly what he did. It took me three seconds to find it on a Google search. It was a big article in IndyStar. Nikki Kelly from Capital Chronicle got in on the thread on Twitter that, that we had about it. She threw it right up there. He knows what he said, and these guys are such narcissistic sociopaths that they lie to people, and for some reason, the media lets them get away with it. <laughs> That's true. Well, I does, don't disagree with that. Doesn't this go right back exactly to what we were just talking about with this CNBC poll that says uh, Indiana's great for businesses, but not for Hoosiers? Eric Holcomb is setting the state up so much for the businesses, but not the people who actually work here. Yeah, I, it kind of goes back to what I said. I think the, the mindset in the Indianapolis Republican crowd, the elite ruling class, is that we can just make it really good for the CEO types of Indi- uh, of the world. And they'll come to Indiana, that'll bring jobs, and then everything will be great. No, every foundation of every good society to live in has always been rooted in, in the, the faith and family kind of strong traditional values. That will birth strong and a strong economic house but it's it's they think they can remove the foundations of the of the faith and family uh traditions and then still have a strong economic house and it's not going to work and and so again i think that's just a it's just a it's just a warped worldview that they have and i i think they really believe what they they're doing is best for hoosiers but but i i just think they're wrong uh mike back with our guest i'm very excited i said this last week about this brad chambers guy getting in running for governor he's a formerly holcomb stooge over there at the Economic Development Corporation, and I am excited because I believe he will pull votes from Suzanne Craig. 
Crouch, which means now that there's six people running for governor, there's a world where 20% gets you across the finish line in a primary. And in that world, I believe Curtis Hill can get 20%. And so I believe in an existence where I might wake up someday in June and Curtis Hill is the Republican nominee for governor and you are the nominee for lieutenant governor. And gosh darn it, I know the establishment would just hate that more than anything. And that would just make me happy beyond belief. Well, it's true. I, I've said the more people that get in this race, the better it is for Curtis. Um, now, I think I think uh, you mentioned it earlier. Governor Holcomb did not endorse Suzanne Crouch. Suzanne Crouch, I've talked to her. She very much does not necessarily want uh, Governor Holcomb's endorsement. Why? I think she loves him. Yeah. She gave him no, millions of doesn't. dollars. Mike, if no. someone gave you millions of dollars, you like that person a whole bunch. I think Suzanne. I think Suzanne has really. Uh, I think she's gotten frustrated with Holcomb, just like all of us have, because he he vetoed the women's sports bill. That drove her nuts. I know that person mm-hmm. like for 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 fact. And then and then he's done a lot of things that I think you and I have. You know, we we've, we've talked about. Suzanne doesn't like what he's done, and so I think she's trying to distance herself from him to say, "Hey, I am not Holcomb 2.0. I'm actually going to fight a, a lot harder for the traditional values of, of Hoosiers." Now, well, whether or not she can do that. Is, it's going to be it's it, that's yet to be seen but to your point if brad chambers gets in it's only going to hurt braun crouch and uh, probably a little bit of eric doden too just because it's going to pull that establishment vote uh, a lot more into the chambers uh, camp and curtis could could have a pathway for sure well okay so then uh, to quote the guy in the wizard of oz well, why didn't you say so? That's a horse of a different color. If she's so against all this stuff Holcomb did, why hasn't she ever said anything? Any, I mean anything. That woman has said nothing, and yet she's supposed to be against all this stuff Holcomb's done. Why hasn't she ever said anything? Oh my does, God. Does, does she not know she can speak? Does she not have a voice? Does she not know how to use her lungs and to produce sound from, from her throat box? Why doesn't she ever say anything uh, that's hilarious uh casey did you want to chime in here and sound like you were trying- i, I <laughs> just want to- if you could only see the veins popping out of his forehead right now i just don't that's get all. it i'm against all the things holcomb's doing well you're the lieutenant governor why didn't you say so nah <laughs> well so i i think i think this is the this is the typical republican mindset for many years it's not just suzanne it's i see this throughout the the entire party it's it's Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment, thou shalt not speak ill of a fellow Republican. Mm-hmm. And a lot of old school Republicans still really live and die by that motto. They say, hey, we will never, ever, 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 ever call out another Republican. And, and I like the idea of that. The problem is, though, you've gotten the Mitch McConnell types who have used that and abuse that privilege of Republicans being unified in public. And then they go out and they do things that like Democrats do. Right. And then they'd say, Oh, you can't call me out because the 11th commandment, we don't call fellow Republicans out when in, in reality, you're not even a Republican. You're, you're a rhino, you're a Democrat. You're just, you're just masquerading as a Republican and they'll abuse that privilege of Republicans being unified together. And so I think that's probably the mindset of a lot of Republicans. I'm not saying that's Suzanne's mindset. I'm just saying, I see that a lot with with Republicans where they say, well, I can't call him out publicly because he's a fellow Republican, which which I totally reject that. I think 
that's even more so you have to call them out publicly because we need to make sure we protect the principles of the party. And, and in order to do that, you have to call out the Republicans who aren't adhering to the principles of the party. All right. Uh, uh, they are giving me a signal here. They're about to assassinate me if I ask you another question because we've gone on so long. If people would like to learn more about you and read about your plan on property taxes, how can they do that? Yeah, go to MicahBeckwith.com, and you can follow me on social media, Micah Beckwith for Indiana, and uh, hit me up, and I'll answer any of the any questions you have. Uh, Micah Beckwith, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Suzanne, you have a voice. Use it!